on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. Yeah, it's me, fucking <laughs> Damien Leong. So I thought it'd be great to have this fucking clown, dude. Dude. Art, the fucking clown. He comes in, he fucking kills people. It's fucking hilarious. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Oh shit! It's episode three thirty-seven. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast. Where tonight we put the art in fart. Nailed it. Did you forget to write? <laughs> forgot to write one out. There we go. <laughs> Do you want to stop? Or write one? Oh, okay. Uh, thy art is murder. Thy art is, is murder. murder. Ooh, thy, that, art, that, thy art is muck duck. Yeah, thy art is muck duck. <laughs> um, What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Jim. Yeah, I totally forgot to write an intro there. Whoops. Which I know it's hard to believe that I actually write those out every week, given how bad some of those are. You know, <laughs> you know, for on the fly, I thought you did a real nice I, job thank, there. Thanks, James. I appreciate it. This we, is this is we, why we're friends. We put the art in fart. <laughs> I mean, it's like poetry. Pure, well, pure poetry. That, that's why I was your lyricist for like 10 years. <laughs> Oh, we God. wonder why we never got famous. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good thing we all drank a lot. Yeah. Uh, other, otherwise, we may have changed our minds. Yeah. Hi, James. Oh, hey, buddy. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Uh, you know. Good. I'm chilling. Chilling? I'm chilling. What it's Monday been? night. It is Monday. Weird. Yep. And Mike's not got to, Mike's got to work early, so we're actually... We're starting. I didn't realize it was still. It's kind of early right it's now. It's early-ish, it? yeah, because I want to I do this and then get home and, you know, do stuff. Like go to sleep. Pull your pud. Pull my pud. That's what? a that's a weird way of saying jerking off. Yeah. Pulling your pud because oh, no. pud pud kind of sounds like a I don't know. I like to talk. I See, like I like to uh, I like to talk about it in more positive terms. Okay. Like I don't know. Pud just sounds like it's just this nasty, gross little thing. Yeah. 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 It does. I it's like gross. I like to. <laughs> I like to. I like to. Uh, you know, like flogging the bishop. Flogging the bit that that's just like you're beating a bishop. <laughs> like But a bishop. That's I don't know. It it feels it feels like you're <laughs> So because so because he's an important member of the church, that's good. Well you're still you're, you're still, still beating, beating it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no getting around that. But at least it's a bishop as, I like a, to, as opposed to a pud. I like to refer to it as icing the cake. That's that's what I'm doing. Jacking the lumber. Jacking <laughs> Icing the cake. Icing what the are cake. you doing? <laughs> Just like a nice little spreading, nice little spreading motion. It's like a little glaze, you know. Oh God, <laughs> gross. No, but um, but uh, yeah. I mean, if I want to go home and do that, uh, I'm I'm married now, so I don't I don't have to pud my own chud or whatever it was you said. Pud my chud. <laughs> Somehow you made it worse. <laughs> Uh, uh but uh but yeah no um this last week uh, we didn't record uh this past weekend uh on friday because uh, i wasn't feeling great i wasn't sick or anything like that but like the the changing of the seasons it seems like every doesn't matter if it goes from hot to cold from cold to hot from to warm to lukewarm to it doesn't matter what it is my body will just revolt that is not why we didn't record yes it is we went to a Oh birthday. no! We went no, to no. a birthday party. <laughs> we were supposed to record on Thursday. That's what I meant. Oh, to say. We that's were supposed right. to record on Thursday, right. and I wasn't feeling good because we had plans already on Friday. 
That's what it was. Which was a birthday party. Which was a birthday party. Um, uh, and it was fun. It was yeah, it was, it was cool. It was a good time. It was a good time. Good, but, uh, good spread, good booze, good friends, games, played some games. Played some games. It was a good time. Yep. I called you on Wednesday, though. I'm like, dude, like I'm like draining, and I'm like... I. I probably still sound like shit. But I'm like, I am not going to be fun to listen to if we try to record tomorrow night. My pud, not. my pud is just <laughs> constantly draining. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, gross. so we took a we took an extra couple days. I went up to Bad Axe for, oh, yeah? for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, that was a very nice time. Obviously, did you win the sweepstakes? No, I don't get that joke. Nah, I don't know. I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been up. I mean, like, I've been up to Bad X for, uh, you know, camping and stuff like that. But sure. it's been almost a year since my kids have been up there. Oh, really? Just, just no social visits? It's a fucking bummer. It's not even like, it's, yeah, it's just, we never just, we never got up there. I don't know why. Hey, man, it's like an hour and a half drive. Yeah. I drove two hours to go to Frankenmuth yesterday. Yeah. I don't don't get me wrong. I'm very <laughs> upset about the fact that we haven't been up there in almost a year, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Hey, sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes I get life gets in the way. Um, what else? I did not go to a tra- I I did not go to a trampoline park last weekend. Oh, when I did not went ice skating instead. Okay, I mean that's fun still. I realized that I hadn't been on ice skates in 20 years. I hadn't been on ice skates since my senior year of high school. Wow. I actually I don't know that I have been either. And I fucking think of it. I fucking took right back to it, dude. Did you? Yeah. I was never great on ice skates, even back then. Like my, uh, I got wobbly ankles. You know, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't do great on ice skates. I was always great on rollerblades. See, a lot of people, but a lot of people, that's their problem with. If you're wearing hockey skates, a lot of people think that you want them super tight. You know, because yep. you're like supposed to support your ankle, but with hockey skates, you keep them pretty loose, and you just let your ankles do what they do. Break. on occasion yeah but uh yeah it was fun i took my daughter that was the first time she'd ever been ice skating and within like 30 seconds she was skating i saw her with her old granny walker that was there's a a photo that was that was my niece's uh um what do they call it uh skate trainer okay okay the only time that my daughter fell was while using was it. Was when she was using that. Well, I, well, it's not the only time she fell. It was the only time she fell and actually hurt herself. Uh, Other times she would start to fall and I taught her, you know, like if you're going to fall, just kind of bend your knees, get your butt low to the ice and try and fall forward. Gracefully, if you can. gracefully yeah. fall. So the was, only uh, time she actually had a bad wipeout is when she was using that freaking thing. So I told her not to use it anymore. Yep. But uh, that was fun. Was yeah. Hans back there sharpening skates? Hans fucking should have been back there sharpening skates because the rental skates that I was using were dull. Oh, I'm sure. Extremely I'm dull. I'm sure. Where'd you, uh, where'd you go at? Campus? The Buffalo Wild Wings Arena. Oh. Yeah, it's over on... Um, God damn it, now I want chicken wings. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like, you need any more shit food in your life. Oh, shut up. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings Arena over at... Uh, it's uh, It's in Troy. Okay. I, I didn't know such a thing existed, even though I've been to the Buffalo Wild Wings directly next door to it. Well, I, that's the more important part. I guess I just don't pay attention to these kinds of things. But uh, yeah, it was fun. It was nice. cool. Nice. And then Thanksgiving, and then Lions won. Did they? So they're still in first? You didn't watch the Lions game yesterday? I have not watched a single Lions game this year, and I'm thinking that I don't want to at this point because they're playing good. I get what you're saying because I... I'm superstitious too, but... So it's not for me, you... though. It's not how, for me. How can you not... How can you not... Okay, okay. They're finally having a winning season, and you haven't watched a single game. Okay, okay. So 
I was talking to my neighbor, Eddie. Okay. He is a diehard Lions fan. Grew up in Detroit. You know, like he, he bleeds blue, right? He has the flag on his house. That's how you know he's a true, a true yeah. fan. True blue. Um, and I was talking to him the other day and I was like, I was like, yeah, blah, blah. I said, Lions going to win today. And this is a couple weeks ago. I'm like, well, Lions going to win. He goes, fuck yeah, they are. I'm like, yeah, blah, blah. I said, <laughs> I said, I might actually, uh, I said, I might actually watch a game, uh, watch the game today. I said, I haven't, haven't really been able to, but I hear they've been doing good. And he kind of like gives me this weird look and I go, yeah, I'm just talking or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be the first to admit it. Like, I don't, I don't follow too many sports. Like I'm not a big sports guy. I watch hockey, but like, like I won't, I don't follow too many sports, but it's fun when your team's doing good. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that I'm a fair weather fan. He goes, Mike, Mike, just stop. <laughs> just fucking stop talking right now. Was he serious? Oh yeah. He was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like in a, in a joking way, but yes, he was pissed. And I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, well, you know, but he's like, Mike, just, just, and then he just shook his head and he turned around and walked away. He walked in. He was not going to talk to me about being a fair weather fan. Yeah. He's like, he's like, no, you bleed blue. For better or for worse, and that is it. <laughs> well, it's it's because so many people have spent so many years being diehards and having their hearts broken every year. This is for them, not for me. <laughs> so it's fine. Like when when they it's it's like it's like if you it's like if you were working a job for a really long time mm-hmm. and just like and gradually made your way up the ladder, and then some kid came in, you know, some greenhorn off the streets came in and and just suddenly got boosted to the same position you're in yeah after not putting in the work you'd be like what the fuck you know so i get it i get the i get the hate for farewell fair weather friends fair weather fans but at the same time welcome everybody in sure welcome everybody come come on and party with us enjoy it while it lasts you know what i mean was this it wasn't like i'm a football fan but i only like the teams that are winning like no i just don't watch sports sure yeah so I don't think I don't think that's so bad, right? Like it's it's fun to be a part of it, whatever. And I'm not getting in your way of having fun, right? I appreciate I appreciate your fandom. Yeah, nobody's you know? telling you that yeah. you can't still be a so diehard. Fuck you, Eddie. Eddie, you yeah. fuck. Yeah, yeah. He's a nice guy, though. We hate Eddie. No, he's a nice guy. Oh, okay. we yeah, like we, Eddie. we like Eddie. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What else? Uh, anybody, anything else going on? No, just not chilling. Really. We've been uh, we've been. Um, just kind of getting getting the house ready for Kristen's gonna be home for a couple of days. She's having some surgery next week. Oh yeah, so she's gonna be home. So we're just kind of getting everything prepped for that and whatever. And um, but uh, but yeah, would you go to would you go to the Muth for the Muth? Uh, we met the architect and his his lovely bride and oh, their nice. child, the child, uh, up in Frankenmuth. Um, the child. We uh went to Zen, not Zenders. What's the other place? The um, the other chicken place. There is no other chicken. No, no, place. it's Zenders and Bavarian Inn. Went to the Bavarian Inn for dinner. Oh, nice. They have vegan food there. Fuck, I love it's, Bavarian Inn. It's funny that you guys went to a famous a famous chicken joint yep, to they, go have vegan they food. They actually really, really do a good job of it too. They have a they have a chili, like a and they they actually have a fake chicken chili as well, but they have a chili and like a pasta dish that's a vegan and gluten free and whatnot. Do they call it's really, really good though? Do they call it do they call it like chimkin or something like that? Chimkin. What are they? It's Ch- chicken. Chicken. It's C H I K apostrophe N. Chicken. <laughs> Why do vegan companies insist on sounding lame though? Like that's well, I it mean, sounds lame. Well, like you can come up with something better than like, that, right? Like, like what? I don't know. <laughs> like chick can not. <laughs> How about that? Are you a chicken? Are you, you a chicken? Not a chicken. 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 There you go. Um. That just that sounds like that sounds like Latin though. 
like chicant. I don't know. Chicante. <laughs> I guess it's very like, is that a is that a nationwide thing too? What's that? Because that glottal stop, that chicken. It's like that's oh yeah, a, that's what the company. That's the yeah, the company sell that everywhere. Oh, you know what I was trying? I was trying to tell you this a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I saw a vegan nugget in the freezer section at Kroger that I will never eat, and it's because it's called Simulate Nugs. Oh my god, they're so good. <laughs> they're dude, they're so good. They make Dino Nuggets. Don't give a shit, dude. <laughs> I'm not eating something called Simulate Nugs. I actually find it. I actually find it a little bit endearing that they're not trying to hide how shit their product is. Like, like not shit as in it's bad, but like shit as in like we know oh, what we are. Oh, we, it's bad. We know what we are, and we are not hiding it. It's a it's a plain white box <clears throat> with like black lettering or red lettering. Yeah, and then like a picture of a rooster. And then a dino nugget. It makes no sense. And there's always a picture of like a weird person on the front too, where the the nugget is coming like right next to their face, and they look uncomfortable about it. It's the weirdest <laughs> fucking packaging. Well, if you had one coming at your face, you'd feel uncomfortable about it too. Uh, simulate, simulate nugs. Oh nugs. God, I'm looking it up right now. Oh yeah, simulate nugs. Yep, yep. Those can't be good for you. I they're they're. Fine for you. It's all. Oh no, there. Oh no, there is no person on the front. No, I'm looking at. Oh the no, no, there is. Oh god, but no, that that one. They've got like they've got ads with like I'm looking <laughs> at one where it's like this really weird looking like chick with no eyebrows and just from the bottom there's a nugget going into her mouth. It's like. Well, that's not the one that I'm seeing. This is weird as shit, dude. Mine, mine has a, a chick holding up one that looks like the Cyclops visor. That's fun. What's and here's the dinosaur one. That's pretty fun. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's what I was talking about. The chick holding a tender in front of her face. Uh yeah, no, they're um yeah, they're weird. They're it's it's I like I like it because that's, they that's they don't hide what they are. That's like, fine. They know if, what they are, and that's that's all there is to it's it. It's fine if they're good, but just eat chicken, dude. Well, they also have simulate dogs, apparently, too. Hot Ew. dogs. That's weird. What's in these? I mean, there's gotta be a, a shitload of ingredients <laughs> in these, right? Let's see. Uh ooh, yeah, these ones do actually. I'm looking at it right now. Um, this, oh, yeah. this is, oh. this is great, uh, great radio. For oh, everyone. here we go. Water, textured wheat, protein, soybean oil, breadcrumbs, reduced iron, th- thi- <laughs> thiamine mononitrate, riboflavin, folic acid, uh, wheat, isolate, uh, protein, isolate, enrich. Yeah, it's all fine stuff though. It's all, it's, it's all stuff that's good for you. Meth- nothing- oh, oh yeah because because you definitely you definitely go to the doctor and they say make sure you get your daily dosage of methyl cellulose that's just a binder that's all it is and pyrophosphate that's fine and sodium bicarbonate that's which fine. i'm pretty sure is half of what half of the ingredients that they use to put dogs to sleep it, they, <laughs> they also sound like star wars planets <laughs> I don't know, dude. Just eat. No, chicken. they're fine. They're fine. I mean, I, hey, I don't disagree with you, but if you're not going to eat chicken, it's, so it's when you were good. in Frankenmuth, did you eat all vegan or did you eat some? No, chicken? I had um, I had like I had the mashed potatoes and stuff like that. I had mashed uh, potatoes or veggies, dog. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes have a shit ton of butter and milk. Oh, in them, that's true. That much. Well, you can get you can have no, vegan not mashed the, potatoes. Well, no, you they can have not, vegan mashed potatoes, but they don't make them that. Right, way. right, right. So no, I had that. I had some um, I had the uh, some other stuff. But do you have any chicken? I, no, I, I did not have any chicken. Well, I was not about to bitch. order a full chicken dinner at an all-vegan table. You know? I was going to be the nice guy. 
Why? It's not, not but like, I did it's figure not like out. you're forcing them to eat it. But I did figure out when you get the bread at the table, because nobody else keeps the bread. So I'm like, fucking give me the carbs. Why can't anybody else eat the bread? Oh, because there's well, butter. vegan. There's yeah. butter eggs, in it. There's eggs and butter eggs in it. Eggs and, and butter. So I'm eating the bread or whatever, and I'm slathering the butter on there. And then I see the chicken flavoring. Little uh, seasoning salt on the table. Yeah. I put that shit on the bread, fold oh, it in yeah. half. Dude, that's the fucking ticket. Was it good? That's the ticket. Nice. I mean, it's enough salt to stop your heart, but fuck, is Hell it good, yeah, dude. <laughs> that's that's the amount of salt I like. Yes. Oh, uh, cool. Yep. All right. Well, nothing else going on? That's it. I assume your Monday was nice? My mo- today, Your Monday at my, work my was today? nice? Eh, it was okay. Yeah, I'm by myself you. all week. Oh well, yeah. So my boss is my boss is uh, out of town shooting Bambi, and then my other boss is going out of town tomorrow. So, so you're gonna get some. Tell him to send some of that fucking venison my way, dog. If he even gets any, I'm convinced he's a terrible hunter. I really am. <laughs> it's because he's. It's because he's. He's probably out in the middle of the the fucking forest, and he he can't stop talking about how much he hates liberals. That's that's probably <laughs> true. It's like, dude, you gotta shut up, or they're gonna run away. <laughs> I'll fucking shoot a liberal <laughs> out in these fucking woods. Only thing that would be better than seeing a fucking 12-point buck right now is if a fucking liberal was walking through the woods. <laughs> he, sees a, he sees a deer he's about to shoot and he can't help but just scream Trump for some reason. <laughs> Trump! <laughs> Why'd it run away? <laughs> oh, I'm happy he doesn't listen to this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. One day, maybe, but that would be funny. Um, anyway. Yeah, cool. Well, speaking of... I don't know. I have a good... What? What? Speaking of... People that get things wrong, like liberals. <laughs> yeah, fucking liberals. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into some corrections from last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! Well, You're James, so stupid. I'm gonna let you do this because uh, I don't actually have any corrections. You don't have any? I don't. I listened uh, to the episode, and I feel like there was like one or two things that I was questioning, but I didn't write anything down. So, mine's uh, these aren't. They're not so much corrections as they are just kind of like adding on to some things that we were talking about. Okay. So we were kind of wondering about the origins of trunk or treating. Trunk or treating has been around since 1994. It was started by churches. It started by churches. Yep. But that. It, it's, oh, so, oh, the world is so scary. So, oh, we'd never beat a man on the street. Oh, <laughs> so, but that's not to say that you know, like, because we were talking about trunk or treating, digging it, uh, you know, like taking away from the the uh, tradition of trick or treating. Yeah, it makes it, you know, like you could you could go, say, well, it's been around for thirty years, and and trick or treating was still around in the nineties. Well. It has become much more prevalent in yeah, the last few yeah. years. So. And the, we all know how much the church loves Samhain. <clears throat> they got rid of that real oh, fucking yeah. quick. So yeah. this is just Samhain part two. It It is, it is kind of weird that churches were the ones that spearheaded trunk-or-treating because you'd think that churches would be the ones who would be against trick-or-treating the most, right? Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't call it like trunk-or-treat yourself with Jesus. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I prefer drunk or treat. That, your, that's what we should do. Fill, fill, fill your mouth with candy and Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's drunk what or treating do, sounds. No, it's the adult version where a bunch of adults just meet in the parking lot. You pop your trunks and everyone's got different booze and you Hell just walk yeah, around and you get drinks. That's called a tailgate, dog. Yeah, dude. Um, so they're actually. <laughs> that should be the new thing. I'm going drunk or treating. I'm going drunk. <laughs> I'm going drunk or treating. Uh, there were. Um, Two houses, I think, this year. Two houses this year when we were out in the neighborhood. Uh, we walked up to one, and, the, you know, the kids got their treats and stuff, and then the 
people sitting in the garage, they go, we got some treats for parents too, if you want any. And they had a whole cooler full of, it was like, um, beers, white claws, jello sure, shots and sure. stuff. And I said, thank you. I'm all loaded up already. Cause I had a giant thing of, um, whiskey and ginger ale already. Nice. But, uh, and then there was another house that was giving out jello shots. Oh, yeah. But I, don't I think, think the that, homemade treats, though. What's that? So don't take the homemade treats, though. Even though you you know there's drugs in these, it's probably still not good to take them. Oh, so now. You know what I'm saying? So now you're all conservative about taking treats from people. Well, like I said, we know there's drugs in them. We just don't know what kind of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, feel, the, that's the problem. <laughs> I feel like being that there was only a few houses giving out jello shots. If somebody was drugged, it'd be pretty easy to track it back to where yeah, it was. Yeah, that would be pretty dumb, wouldn't it? So, um, it's like, oh, where'd you get the fentanyl from? Oh, the one house giving away heroin. <laughs> the one- pretty easy to fucking spot. <laughs> he, said, he, he said it was just heroin. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, said it was clean. Uh, so also the uh, a University of Delaware sociology and criminal just ju- justice professor researched reports. Re- God. One more time. A University of Delaware sociology and criminal justice professor researched reports. Why can't that I is, say? That's a, that's a mouthful. Re- okay. A University of Delaware sociology and criminal justice professor researched reports of Halloween candy tampering in the U.S. dating back to the 1950s. I still feel like there was some weird emphasis on yeah. Different syllables in there. Emphasis on syllables. Yeah. Uh, he identified about 200 confirmed cases of candy tampering in the U.S. and Canada, most of which ended up being hoaxes. But there were some pretty fucky things that happened. There was, um, back in 1959, there was a California dentist named William Shine who distributed 450 <laughs> laxative-laced candies to children. See, that's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> 30 of whom fell ill. He was later charged with outrage of public decency and unlawful dispensing of drugs. Uh, there was also, in 1964, a 47-year-old mother from Greenlawn, New York, named Helen File handed out bags of treats containing arsenic-laced ant traps, metal mesh scrubbing pads, and dog biscuits. And she basically just said that... Um, she didn't mean she didn't mean it to be malicious. Uh, she was just annoyed by the Halloween custom, and she was later put into a mental hospital. Go figure. Jesus. Uh, there was apparently an- my neighbor across the street was giving away CDs and cassettes, and they gave. So my boss was walking around with his uh, his grandson, who is like one. Yeah, and she put a Missy Elliott tape in <laughs> in his bag. <laughs> Uh, I can't stand the yeah, rain. Apparently, that's a, that was a thing, and she's a little crazy too. So that's it, actually, it, it tracks. <laughs> that's actually that's kind of dope, though. You're teaching the younger generation about forgotten. I think she was just stealing stuff out of her kids' rooms, and just putting them in there. <laughs> just like a good way to get rid of shit that you don't want in your house anymore. Yep. Uh, there was this one's awful. Uh, another offsided case is that a, an optician in Deer Park, Texas, named Ronald Clark O'Brien, who handed out pixie sticks, can't. Pixie sticks candy to several children while trick-or-treating with his two kids in 1974. Uh, uh, named Ronald Cargo, who handed out pixie sticks. His eight-year-old son, Timothy, died suddenly that night after consuming the candy, and an autop- autopsy later showed that the boy had ingested cyanide. Police managed to recover the poison candy from other children before anyone else ate it, but grew suspicious when O'Brien couldn't remember the house at which his son had received the candy. So he had passed out. Yeah. 
the cyanide laced pixie sticks, and his son ended up eating one. See, I thought you were going to say that there was cocaine in the pixie sticks. I'm like, see, that's just, that's not malicious. That's just dad mixing up his candy right. with the kids' candy. Well, it's I not got, malicious. I got my nose candy mixed with your with, with your candy. Exactly. I got, exactly. Honest mistake. I got my booger sugar mixed with your actual sugar. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, an honest... aw- that's an awful fucking thing. <laughs> so, I mean, but that could have ended up being like if his kid hadn't have eaten one mm-hmm. and died, and it been traced back to him, and like and all the other kids, like all those other kids could have died too. Yeah, yeah. But and there's some there's some more. There are like some accounts of some of this shit happening, but it's it's obviously not sure. Sure, it's not like a very common occurrence. So <clears throat> sure. So and I was again. That's not really a correction. It's just more like. I was kind of interested in if there were if there was any history. This was the but deeper the whole, dive brought to you by Jimmy Mack. The deeper dive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, as far as like um the 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 razor blades and the apples and stuff. Yeah. That was it, like that was a PSA. Yeah. It's a, it, it was it's all a, urban legend. It was literally it was literally put out by the Canadian broadcast uh See, company. The fucking Canadians yeah, are fucking at it Canadians, again. Canadians, dude. Yeah, you think they're so nice until they put fake razor blades in their muffins. Misinformation. Yeah. It's bastards. Misinformuffins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's it. All right. What are we doing this week, James? This week, Michael. James. We decided to start off. Mike Mike mentioned earlier in the show last week, he's like, hey, we should do the Terrifier movie sometime. I just feel like it's the one series we've been so behind on. Like, everybody talks about them. Oh, we're behind, we're behind on lots of series. But this one in particular, though, it's ongoing still. Yeah. So... I feel like it's been like like Art the Clown and the whole Terrifier series has blown up in the last like five to ten years. Right. And we've just been behind the times on it. Yep. So thy art is murder. Yeah. Not the band. Our podcast. Yep. Um we are talking about not Terrifier one and two. Well, it's technically the, Terrifier point five. That's what I've been calling. Terrifier it. point five. Uh, we're not talking about the movies yet. Terrifier one and two and three coming up soon. This week we are talking the origins yeah. of Art the Clown. That being uh, the Ninth Circle. Yep. Also the short film Terrifier. Terrifier. And then point, the point five, if you will. And, and then, then the kind of amalgamation of everything that came before it, plus a little extra. In All Hallows Eve. All Hallows Eve. Which I have I, I, I have a lot of information about how this all came to be and all that stuff. Oh, good. Um, Damien uh, Leone was on, which I always called him Leone. It's Leone. The E is silent. Like Tay Leone? Yeah. Because it's spelled the exact same way. And I also thought that he was, he had like, he was from like a Latin descent or whatever. Yeah. He is as fucking Italian Brooklyn as you can possibly be. You hear the guy talk, he's like, it's like, oh yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah, I was making art the clown. You know, you gotta do this. Yeah, like like Paul Salat level yes. Brooklyn. Like, yeah, it's me, fucking <laughs> Damien Leon. That's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> so I thought it'd be great to have this fucking clown, dude. Dude. Art the fucking clown. <laughs> he comes in, he fucking kills people. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, when the man gets you down, you just gotta keep moving forward, you know? You just, you just move forward. Did you say uh <laughs> did you pay, say Paul Salat like uh what the hell is his name? Oh, he's Boston. Sorry, yeah, yeah. that's Boston. Yeah, that's Boston. Fine, <laughs> he is. He is to New York. Well, Paul Salad is to Boston. How about that? Fucking Nicola. Fucking. Fucking. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> but you're no, gonna be checking so your fucking like, pumpkins. I think that I had Latin stuck in my head because Latin. 
uh, uh, Latin, like he was he was Latino. Oh, um, like he had a Latin background because of and something that is not correct actually, which we'll get to later. But hold on, even even if it was even even if it was Leone, that would still sound Italian to me. See, Leone, I got it. It is the more I think about it, yeah. But for some reason, because long story short. Uh, the only way that we that we were able to find the ninth circle to watch it, it was a Spanish dub. I thought it was originally in Spanish. It's not. Oh, was that a dub? It's not. At least, at least best that I can tell, it's not. But we'll talk about that later. No, I think. Okay, we'll talk yeah, about. We'll it. talk about that later. Um. So anyway, to go with uh the ninth circle and terrifier, 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 point five. Oh, and blood red and that. all hallows eve oh that's perfect dude that's I, that's why i got this one yeah it really is it is there's a million red. flavors that i could have chosen from and i went for the blood red <clears throat> i haven't even looked at this yet so i don't even know what we're drinking i know it's a sour that's all i know it's a uh, sour it's a sour uh, it's uh so called... this is cherry a la mode fruited sour from from untitled art untitled art yeah well done i know uh, sometimes i know what i'm doing this is a 6.0 percenter, 16 fluid ounces, one pint. Berliner Weiss style ale with cherry juice, concentrate, cinnamon, Ooh. and natural flavor, which means it probably came from a beaver's ass. Oh, yep. Uh, <laughs> brewed and canned by Untitled Art, Wanakee, Wanake, Wisconsin, in collaboration with Corporate Ladder Brewing. Okay. Artwork by Stephen Heyman. Oh, thanks, Steve. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, and it is, it is. Absolutely, like even the head on it is. Oh yeah, is pink. Well, all of the heads in this movie and these movies were pretty pink too. The beer itself is blood red, and then the the head is like the pink dust after a sniper gets a kill. Oh yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Hey, all right, can we let's, drink this? Let's let's I'm, let's I'm drink sick this. Sick of looking at it. I want right. to drink it. Oh, geez. whoa! I thought you dropped it. Cheers, Cheers. bud. I'm not gonna reach over because yep. I poured yep. way too much. Oh baby, oh my god! Oh, that's dude. delicious. That is, woo, tart, dude. The cherry with the cinnamon, and it's more, <laughs> it's more tart than it is sour. But that's fucking drinkable. That is good, man. That cherry with the cinnamon is crazy. I guess it's kind of like if you have a ch- like a cherry pie with a you know because the crust usually has cinnamon in it. It tastes like cherry pie. I don't feel like I'm picking up too much cinnamon. Really? Yeah, not not. Maybe it's just hiding under the cherry. Oh, it's hitting. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a lot of the cherry. It's hit, like the cinnamon is is like way up front for me. It's really good. That's good. Doesn't matter what I'm tasting. That is delicious. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, this is a winner. Fucking untitled art. We gotta drink more of these. Uh, there's a ton more, so maybe we can get one when we do part two of this. So we gotta tell Nicole about this one. I know she likes sours a lot. Yeah. And that's a man. That ah, fucking Nicole. Fucking fucking Nicole. <laughs> uh, man, that flavor combination is awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Man, that's, that's good. super good. Hell yeah. All right. All well, right, James. Big winner this week. Yes, sir. All right. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into some trailer trash. Let's. All right, James. Uh, yeah, dude. Got two trailers for you. One's a biggie. Okay. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Have you seen any big trailers lately? Um, this past week. 
I started to watch. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. I started to watch the Ghostbusters trailer, yep, and then I turned it off because I figured we'd be oh, doing it for the... Okay, well, I did watch it. I saw bits and pieces of it. Okay, okay. So. Well, we're going to start not with that. We're going to start with another movie called The Sacrifice Game, uh, which is coming to Shudder uh, on December 8th. Shut up. Uh, it's a Christmas movie. More Crimbus. More Crimbus. More Crimbus. I always love more Crimbus. Uh, and this movie is starring Mina Massad, Olivia Scott Welch, Olympian Gus Kenworthy, we know him, uh, Chloe Levine, Madison Baines, Derek Johns, we know him, and uh, Georgia Akin. All right. Yeah. Let's... And I'm lying. We don't know any of those fucking people. <laughs> I was going to say, I know Olympian, what's his name? <laughs> it's like, I know of an Olympian. That's, that's about the extent of it. Uh, but yeah, this is called The Sacrifice Game. I'm sorry you have to be here. I know it's not your ideal Christmas. Plans change. These things can't be helped. We're going to have fun. I promise. Christmas killers strike again. Get out of here, you murderers! I am the battle! So cool. Where are you headed? Home for the holidays. Oh. Okay. It looks, uh, it, looks, it looks interesting. That has the potential to be either really good, I feel like, or really bad. Yeah. I, I can't, and, and I honestly can't tell. It. It's like the strangers meets funny games. Kinda, yeah. But at Christmas time, starring if Johnny Gel and Daryl <laughs> Daryl Palumbo had a baby, <laughs> and he grew up real fast. Yep, I can And became that. a bad guy. Or also, what's the what's the bass player's name from No Doubt? He kind of looked like him too. Oh, he does. Doesn't yeah, he? <laughs> yeah. Um, is he the Olympian? Who is that guy? I, I have no idea. So, I yeah, it's, it's basically there's a, a group of people that go around. And they murder people on Christmas Day, and they do it to get a get recognized by their god. Basically, it was it, they read a uh, they read a um, fairy tale of some kind that detailed this idea of they, sacrificing people on Christmas Day. It's called the Bible. <laughs> that's it. Is that's that what it. it is? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, oh, that was Mina Masood. That's uh he's the dude from is he from uh Aladdin? Oh, uh, that uh, I don't know. Yeah, he played Aladdin. Oh, okay. In Aladdin. Okay. <laughs> Seems like typecasting, but you know. <laughs> Just saying. Um yeah, wow. Uh so that looks yeah. That looks all right. Yeah, it I'll give it a shot. I think that that could be an interesting one. I feel like, you know, I've watched. I haven't watched a ton of the the uh, the Shutter originals or Shutter Shutter exclusives. I yeah. watched some of them, and they're usually pretty good. Yeah, that one looks that one looks all right. It looks like it has the potential to be. It could like, be a sleeper hit. Yeah, it really could be. Yeah, um, absolutely. So uh, yeah, let's move on to another Christmas movie, in that uh, has ice all about it hey if you know what i'm saying ghostbusters hey hey it's the ghostbusters uh frozen empire we got a trailer for the new ghostbusters movie and i've already watched it you said you've watched a little bit of it um it's it's special because all all things ghostbusters to me is special um but we're gonna give it a watch here and we'll come back with it don't want to ruin anything before we get there uh but yeah all of your uh familiar faces are back from the last movie I don't know what my computer is doing right now. You said um, I don't. You said I don't want to ruin anything before we get to the trailer, and yeah. then you went on to start ruining things. Paul Rudd, the kids. Shut your mouth. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Hey, I was there. Why? You, you were where? At the firehouse. I was there. Oh, did I got, you? I got pictures, baby. I don't 
Yeah, I, me, I, did you tell me about that? I, I don't we have, think you told me We haven't me about posted that. pictures from literally anything. I don't think honeymoon. that was a, a um. I don't think those were some of the pictures you showed me though. Oh, well, probably not. Yeah, I don't no, we went you, to the I, uh, went to the firehouse. Oh, that's cool. It's fun. The uh, the Ghostbusters thing is up year round. They have like um, uh, chalk. It looked like chalk, but probably paint things in the front. It's all Ghostbusters, and it's still a, a working firehouse. I didn't know that. Oh, is it really? It's still in service, and it was one of the very first firehouses on the scene at nine eleven. Really? Yep. Wow. Did not know that. That's interesting. But uh, here we go. This is Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Ghostbusters. I'm telling you, it's going to be another hot one out there. In fact, there are heat alerts in effect for New Jersey, feeling like 100 degrees. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think that looks so good. Yeah, that looks uh, good. Um, I, I dig the red suits at the end. That's kind of fun. Well, they were parkas, weren't they? Oh, is that what they were? Well, obviously, because oh, well, the frozen. whole place is frozen. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I like the red parkas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that looks good, man. Uh, I'm, exci- so, I'm excited for it. So I like the fact that they didn't bury the lead that the OGs are back in some capacity. They show them all right right, right. In the trailer, the first trailer, so no one's gonna be left guessing. Ooh, did did uh, you know Bill Murray come back, or he you know be a fuddy duddy again? But they that were- also that also uh, that also makes I, I think I mentioned t- this to you on Friday. Um, that makes me wonder if did we basically see in this trailer everything that <laughs> the OGs are? In? I don't think so. I don't, I, I hope not. I don't think so. Obviously, obviously Dan Aykroyd's in it more because he's telling the story, and then he's also I think they showed him in uniform later, so he's obviously in at least two parts, right? Um, but again, um, did they show it all? I don't the, think so. And, I think there's more to him. And at the big at the or at the end of the last Ghostbusters movie, they made it they made it seem like Ernie Hudson's character is a pretty big deal, yeah, because he's now a very wealthy dude and has like all sorts of. Um, all sorts of and connections and resources. Yep. So I, I can't see he them at the firehouse. Yeah. And I can't see them turn, you know, like doing that big scene at the end of the last one and then not making him a, a big player in this movie. Sure. So, sure. um, yeah. Yeah. That I think it cool, looks man. great though. It's all, I love the addition of like ice. That's a new dimension. We've never seen in the Ghostbusters yeah. universe. Uh, the creature looks cool. Whatever that creature ends up being. Um, yeah. there's a lot of people with Ghostbusters uniforms on as well a lot of different people right so i'm interested to see yeah, how was that the, all was the mom that's almost what it looked like but it was so quick i couldn't tell if that's who that was yeah but um but yeah this looks absolutely amazing i am so fucking pumped for it oh by uh, the way i'm gonna go on record as saying right now and i know i'm gonna piss off i'm gonna piss off anybody in our audience who's a swifty oh which is not a good idea because oh. they'll come at you well okay cruel summer by banana rama 10 times better than Cruel Summer by <laughs> Taylor Swift. I'm sorry. Was that in this? That was this, the song at the beginning ah. of the... See, Ghostbusters it's has a, that T-Swift money. They can afford it, that. It's a fantastic song, and it's way better than Taylor Swift's song. And it's just a fact. I mean, It's an objective fact. I'm sorry. 
Okay. So don't come at me, but if you have to, just come at me. I, I don't speak for Mike and myself. I mean, I'm just going to go on record and say that Bananarama is a better name than Taylor Swift. That too. I will name my child Bananarama. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Bananarama James Heckman. It's got a ring to it. It's got, like, it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah. 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 Kind of like me. It's like a Nuva ring. Like, I'm going to make <laughs> make sure we use one of those so I never have a child with that name. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, uh, those are <laughs> those are your trailers for the week. Work through it. Oh my god! All my right, fucking asthma, man. Those are your trailers. We are getting sufficiently trashed. Getting there. Now it's time to get into the bleed feed. Well, this isn't going to take very long at all, because uh, not only were there no deaths, no big horror deaths, at least, uh, in the last week and a half-ish, which is good. Well, RIP to Jay Weinberg. Well, well he's not actually he, he didn't, dead. <laughs> he didn't die. He just got kicked out of Slipknot. That's, yeah, kind, of, that's kind of a death. A little bit. Death of a dream. Death of a dream. <laughs> there it is. Uh, but there's not a whole lot of news in the last week and a half either. Um, a lot of video game news, and there's a lot of, like release dates for movies getting pushed back, but that's all to be expected being that the, I guess this is big news. The actor strike is finally over. So now that productions are getting put back on slates, it's like, okay, well, it's not going to get released this year. We're pushing it to the end of next year. Now, like that's to be expected. I'm not going to go through all those. It is what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's get to some actual news though. Uh, if you're a big fan of, uh, Terminator and if you're also a big fan of anime, I got good news for you. Animator. The animator. <laughs> God, what a missed fucking opportunity. The animator. the animator. God. Well, we're getting a Terminator anime series on Netflix. Nice. Why? No fucking idea. Doesn't but we're getting matter. it. So Doesn't, if you're into that's that, cool. if that whets your whistle, then uh, you got that coming uh, coming to you sometime next year. You ever, um, you ever consider getting into anime a little bit? Okay, so, so many so many people love it, and I I don't know much full about disclosure, it. Disclosure, yeah. I grew up watching Dragon Ball Z, yeah, which is a lot of people's gateway drug. Sure. Uh, me and my brother would would go down to the card shop at the end of the street, you know, the magic card shop and card games and all that stuff. Of course. And we would buy the import tapes, the dubbed like import tapes that were not like lit. I don't think they were exactly legal to have um, because they weren't legit. Sure. But they, the shop would sell them or whatever, and we would buy one as soon as they came in. And we had almost the entire series. And I watched the shit out of it. I never watched a single anime after that, with the exception of one, and that was Afro Samurai. Because fucking Samuel Jackson, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but I never got into any anime afterwards, and I'm not mad about that because it's a hole that I just don't need to dive down. Uh, and anime gets weird, and I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't mean to piss anybody off, but if you're an anime fan, you know how true this is. Anime fans are weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's definitely a subsect of anime fans that get real yeah, weird with yeah. it. Yeah, the ones those are the an people anime who fan, are also into, into like hentai and stuff like that. Yeah, if you're an <laughs> anime fan and you, and and you're pissed off at me saying that, you know, deep down inside, you're not that person, but you know the people that are. Right, there, like <laughs> there's like the typical idea of an anime dude, which is it's synonymous with like the kind of neckbeard dude who wears a trilby hat and like tips his hat and says milady and stuff like that. That's the 
that's the that's everybody's preconceived notion of what a, an anime fan is. Like Onyx, Onyx probably watches exactly. a lot of anime. Exactly, but uh, I feel like there's I I feel like the more I the more I uh, kind of look into it, it's it's really like it's fascinating. A lot of it is. It's fascinating, but also the 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 um, the fan base for it is much more eclectic than I thought it was. It is. Like, yeah. There's a lot of people well, you wouldn't expect to be in an anime who are. Anime is very, I've always looked at anime as very cerebral. It's very cerebral. I think that's right. I think I'm using that word correctly. Um, animation. Like it's not for kids. Like no, most anime is extremely deep. The storytelling is wild and crazy violent too. Crazy violent. Um, I think the, the closest thing that we ever got as kids and a good jumping off part at when you're a kid was the 90s X-Men series because they always had deeper storylines and yeah. it was a connected, like every week connected to the next week. Um, and I feel like as a kid, that was probably the closest that we got um, on, in, on mainstream TV, even though yeah. it wasn't anime, but in, in terms of storytelling. Right. Um, but I will... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I will go on record and say, though, that I think the Dragon Ball Z might very well be one of the, the major achievements in animation in our lifetime. Really? Yeah. It's so good. I don't know much about it's, Dragon Ball Z. The, the storytelling's absolutely amazing. It was groundbreaking at the time. It still is groundbreaking. It's one, I, I think it's one of the more important things to ever happen to animation. I really do. And my, I, I actually told Kristen a while back, I was like, I would love to actually rewatch it. It's great. My... Uh, my knowledge of Dra- Dragon Ball Z is limited to one line from the show, and it's "What nine thousand? <laughs> and that's it. Yep. What nine thousand? <laughs> it's and the only reason I know anything about that is because when I used to work at Discount Tire, some of the guys would walk around the back the back room saying that. Yeah. What nine thousand? <laughs> that happens, I think, right in the first couple episodes. Too. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm, I is think that like what it would? What, what I think is that's it? Vegeta saying it to Goku. What is it about nine thousand? Is that like the highest level you can it's, get it's to, the or level, something? Yeah. Well, it's like it's like he'd never seen somebody who was a level nine thousand. Okay. What nine thousand? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> and Goku's name is Kakarot. Yeah, well, I don't know why I know this stuff still. Kakarot. Kakarot. <laughs> okay. Cool, man. Uh, anyway, though, uh, yeah, Terminator anime. If that's your thing, there you go. Um, let's see here. Moving on. Um, there is. There's only one director who can be labeled, in my opinion, as like the the greatest. There's lots of great, great, great horror directors, right? Yeah. There's only one John Carpenter, in my opinion. Yes. I think I think that he is the, the greatest genre director of all time. I would. Uh, I'll, I will die on that hill. I would agree with that. I I'm I'm open to people arguing their points. But I will die on that hill for me personally. Um, I mean, it's it's all subjective, but however, there is no John with Carpenter without Deborah Hill. Yeah, Deborah Hill was instrumental to most of John Carpenter's main works, and uh, Hollywood Trailblazer is going to be a new documentary uh, that is produced by uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. That is going to uh, be all about Deborah Hill and her story nice. and her side of things, working with John Carpenter and her whole career and everything else. Um, she would be, uh, she did, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a cherry sour, baby. It's it really is, hitting you. It really is. But that mixed with the asthma and it's making talking to very, very difficult. Did you bring your inhaler? I didn't. Take, oh, you didn't? No. I don't know. Oh, wait, maybe I did. I don't know. We'll take, see. Take a couple. Take, see if I die first. 
Take a couple fucking pulls on it, bud. We'll see if I die first. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Is that the sound of you dying? Is that what your death rattle sounds like? <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, so Deborah Hill, though, uh, if you didn't know, she was a uh, uh, she served as, as an assistant editor and script supervisor on Assault on Precinct 13, which was Carpenter's first film. Uh, first proper film, at least, uh, before, after Dark Star. But then she would uh, she would go on though to like produce and write with uh, on Halloween, Halloween Two, The Fog, Escape from New York, you know, tons of other stuff. Yeah. And then she had her own, you know, her own career. She was um, she's responsible for Clue, the movie Clue. Is she? She is responsible for it happening. I don't think I ever realized that. Fun fact: another thing that I did on my honeymoon, I visited the house that Clue was basically invented from, the murder house. That uh, someone died in that the board game Clue is based on. You showed you showed me all these pictures of you eating fucking patty melts and going to <laughs> going to rooms with a bunch of books and shit, and you left out you, you left out the murder house from Clue, and what was the other one we were talking about? Oh, the firehouse from Ghost from Buster. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's actually me, man? quite a bit that I haven't showed you. But oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, right. though, um, yeah, so that's coming out. Uh, is there a date for this? Uh, no date for it yet, but it is coming out uh, soon. And what so. what service is that going to be on? Uh, it doesn't say a service, so, so I don't think they're that far into it yet. You know, that'll right be on. that'll all be decided later on cool. when it comes out. But uh, okay, moving on here. Uh, books. You like books? Speaking of, I like showing books. You pictures of books. Yeah, I like books. Um, how do you feel about Cujo? I like Cujo. How do you feel about a sequel to Cujo? A sequel? Yeah. They t- spiritual. They sequel. T- did you read Cujo yet? No, not yet. Oh, okay, I'm yet. not going to spoil it. Then. I've never seen the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah okay. it's That's it's very, the book's very different. I think I know what you're talking about, but we'll we'll leave that sure. lie until I read it. Uh, anyway, though, um, you like it darker is the new uh, Stephen King short story collection that's coming out, okay. and in it feed is a, a story called Rattlesnakes, which is the spiritual successor to Cujo, and it's about exactly what you would think. Rattlesnakes Yo. with rabies. Uh, <laughs> yup. <laughs> Is that what is I don't know. it? It's uh, Stephen King writing about rattlesnakes. I'm into it. I don't. I don't even I, say no more. I want to read that story. How's that a spirit? I mean, yeah, me it's too. A spiritual successor to Cujo, but how? It's probably going to be a mother and her son stuck in a car. There's rattlesnakes outside with rabies. <laughs> That's my guess. Can I, I'm curious now. Can rattlesnakes carry rabies? Ah, they can carry other scabies. Scabies. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is it's just a mother and a son worried about getting the itchy web- little critters so on their skin rattlesnakes apparently is a new short story that centers on vic trenton the husband of donna and the father of tad oh, from cujo okay. so there you go all right apparently this is a very unfortunate family because they seem to be all meeting demises yeah at the hands of animals yeah that's a bummer so that's coming out uh next year may 21st 24 uh 2024 is when that's coming out so that's wild that he that he fucking stephen king just you know he like 40 what is it 45 years later he's like yeah let's see what vic trenton's up to these days he can do that though. oh turns out rattlesnakes are giving him some trouble he's <laughs> like, created all these characters he can just dust off and play with whatever really, he wants to it's great it's really cool uh, and the last bit of news this week uh, is I'm a big, 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 big fan of James Cameron's The Abyss. Uh, James mm, yeah. James Cameron, uh, in between going to the bottom of the earth, literally in Mariana's Trench and all of his other documentary work, yep. for the last a, a number of years, he has been threatening, in a good way, but threatening a 4K remaster of The Abyss. So, th- it, so literally threatening us with a good time. Yes. Yeah. Um, and finally, that is finished. 
And there's a new 4K transfer of The Abyss that is coming out with, as he puts it, big surprises not in the original release. Oh. Whatever that means. Nice. Uh, but he uh, took to Twitter, though, to basically say, if you've seen the movie, this is the way that I always intended it to look. And if you've never seen the movie, this is the way you need to see it. Nice. It's going to be in theaters um, for one night only on December 6th. I want to go. We should make that a date night and go. Have you looked to see if... Uh, it's coming to any theaters near us? It will be. Okay. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. It's a nationwide thing they're doing. Let's, so. let's do exactly that. Yep. Yeah. So um, if you're a big fan of James Cameron and The Abyss, do not miss that on December 6th. Uh, some of the, the screenshots, just, just the updated visuals look amazing. Absolutely breathtaking. Honestly, some of the colors that they have going on, it's crazy. It was it was crazy before, let alone now in, in like 4K and stuff. So uh, that's it. That's your news. All right. That's it? That's it. All right. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break. A little bit. And when we get back, we're going to the Ninth Circle. Yeah. And we're going to get terrified. Yeah. On on All Hallows' Eve. That's already passed. All of those things are happening, okay. even though it's already passed. All right. We'll be back. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Are you afraid of clowns? Um, it's, I'm not really afraid of them. I, uh, I've, I, I'm uncomfortable with them. Even like, like happy circus clowns. Is there yeah. such thing as a happy circus clown though? <clears throat> no. Yeah. Tears, tears of a clown. Fucking Smokey, Smokey talked about it for a reason. Yeah. He might have been. T- people might think that he was using a metaphor, but he was actually literally talking about sad clowns. Well, you know that really. That- I, I probably. <laughs> you know that really famous clown, the guy, the, the the clown that has like tons of merch or whatever. He's got the knapsack over his shoulder. He's he's everywhere. He's like the clown that you see in like contemporary art. And when you think of a clown, oh just, I, yeah yeah, can't think of his name. But there's like diehard collectors of like anything. This this particular clown. Yeah. Um, I actually watched. Uh, I watched or listened to. I forget uh, a documentary. Is it Emmett, Emmett Kelly? Yes, Emmett yeah. Kelly. There, there is an entire. Uh, oh no, it was um, it was a uh, haunted. I think it was haunted objects. It had an entire episode oh. on Emmett Kelly. Okay, and that guy's life is fucking fascinating. Is it really? And it's so weird because he literally became his character, and like his life suffered for it. He talked about how like like the, the, the clown character like took over his psyche, and then his son became a clown, and his son talked about how that same character took over his psyche. Like weird, it's really? bizarre. Wow, it is absolutely like kind of terrifying if you think about it. But yeah, clowns are are scary as shit, especially <laughs> especially when they're tall, lanky, homicidal demon clowns. Yeah, those ones are the scariest by far. Yeah, I yeah, would, I would say. Yeah, I. <laughs> Def- definitely the ones that literally want to murder you. Well, Art Those the Clown, the scary ones. Art the Clown is uh, one such clown, and uh, it's funny because if you watch the Ninth Circle, which is from 2008, this was the very first short film that uh, Damien Leone ever did. He uh, he basically was, um, he was going to film school. You mean fucking Damien Leone? Damien Damien Leone. Yeah, I uh, was going to fucking film school, and he's like, they're teaching him all these. 
It's more sliced alone. That doesn't work. He just has a speech impediment. Um, uh, so Damien Leone was, uh, he was basically in film school. They're teaching him about all these films. He goes, I don't want to make these fucking movies. Like this mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. I love movie making. This ain't it. Right. And so he essentially quit film school. And I think he got the money from like family or something like that. He was like, instead of paying for my schooling, put the money towards me making a short film. Let me make something so I have tangible evidence that I can do this and that can be my calling card and yada yada. That's essentially what the Ninth Circle was. Uh, Art the Clown was just a character that he had come up with that was no more important than any of the other characters in this short story. Mm-hmm. So you had witches, you had the d- demons, you had the devil, you the had mo- cult. The motherfucking devil! You had cult members, you had the incredible melting man down on the sewers, <laughs> you had, like, it was chock full of special effects. And mind you, Damien Leone does all the special effects himself. Yeah. Still does to this day for all the terrifying That's movies. awesome. Um, but yeah, that was his thing. Like, he grew up, though, idolizing guys like Tom Savini and, and everything else. Like, and, and once he realized how effects were done at like age seven like that was it it was game mm-hmm. over for him and so his whole life was kind of coming to him doing this and finally in 2008 he made the ninth circle um the only way that we were able to find i mentioned this earlier the only way that we were able to find the original 10 minute short of the ninth circle was on youtube mm-hmm. and there's three versions of it that are uploaded they're all the same they're all in uh, Spanish, which led me to believe, huh, apparently this original short film was in Spanish. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, knowing that and then looking at his name, Damien Leone, like, or Leone, as I used to call him, mm-hmm. I don't know, that sounded like it could have been Latin. I'm like, okay, maybe maybe he's from there. I had no idea where he was from. I knew nothing about him. So yeah. like, maybe he's from there. Um Turns out he's not. I mean, he was the, the movie was shot in Brooklyn. The movie, you know, he's from from New York or whatever. There's nothing. He's Italian. So that original short that we watched that was in Spanish had to have been a Latin dub, because if you watch the short film that's in All Hallows Eve, which has this short Sp- in it, you keep saying Latin dub. Spanish, Spanish dub. dub sorry, because Latin's a language. <laughs> you keep well, <laughs> sorry, Latin America. I'm thinking like Latin, the yeah, Latin yeah, American yeah, version. Yeah. Um, but if you watch the version that's in All Hallows Eve, they're very clearly speaking English. Right. But the dub really looks like they're speaking Spanish, too. It did, it's yeah. bizarre. It's it's weird. But that goes back to like how Italian uh, horror movies would overdub English. Mm-hmm. You can never tell. They got so good at dubbing languages, you could never tell what they were actually saying. Yeah. Like, originally, you know? So I think that was just kind of a... Um, I think that was just kind of one of those things where it looked like it, but it wasn't. So in that regard, I'm really happy that the Ninth Circle was also in All Hallows' Eve, because then you can actually understand what's going on yeah. and whatnot. I mean, um, you pretty much I mean, you could. It's, it's the dialogue wasn't because there was a lot more of that short in All Hallows' Eve, which yeah, um, which so we'll get to. Y- you really like in the in the original Ninth Circle that we watched with the Spanish dub or whatever it was. You really didn't need, it, you know, you got what was going on without the actually, gist of it. yeah. Yep. So, because um, basically, basically the only the only speaking is in the first, what, like three minutes of the short, and then uh, yeah. after after that, it's all just screaming. The and, lot more in the other version, yeah, yeah, right. Um, so the ninth circle is basically there's a woman who is waiting in a bus depot, 
and uh, this like drunk girl with a guy on a leash because it's Halloween comes staggering in. They ask for a smoke. They end up bleeding. And then when the girl goes back to her book, she looks up and there is Art the Clown sitting across from her. Uh, Art in uh, all of these movies that we're talking about today, uh, played by Mike Janelli. Uh, Mike Janelli. Uh, Gianelli. Um, yeah, he played Art in these first two shorts and as well as anything extra in All Hallows' Eve. Um, so Art's sitting there, honks his horn a little bit, and then gives her, then sits next to her, gives her a thing of flowers with like bugs in it, and abducts her, sticks her with a needle. Fucking creepy. And then that's it. Yeah. You don't see Art again for the rest of the short. She right. then gets abducted. She's down like captive in this this room with chains and stuff. The incredible melting man like we were talking comes and like tries to kill her. Yeah. And then she uh what does she do? She escapes and she's picked up by He 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 tries to kill her with like a big meat cleaver and yeah. ends up uh slicing through her chain. So she goes running and she sees a what which, you think is what, like a homeless what guy? What she thinks the, is a homeless dude, yeah. like down in this same tunnel, tries to ask him for help, but then he ends up being oh, his face changes into like some creepy mask or whatever. Yep. And then next thing she knows, she wakes up and she's strapped to a table, and there's all these weird demons all around her, and uh, then Satan shows up looking like a snack. <laughs> Satan's very sexy in this he short. Is. He is. And they uh there's a there's a pregnant woman chained to a pipe nearby. I love how everyone refers to this as the the non-gore heavy version. Mm-hmm. Like I'm watching this, I'm like, non-gore heavy my ass. Like, are you kidding me? Like the end of this movie's crazy. I mean, they yeah, I they they yeah, they sli- <laughs> they slice open the pregnant woman's <laughs> belly. They really don't show too much of that. They don't, but even... They kind of show it like they show him pulling the baby out for a second, and then you just see the blood falling into the chalice, and then... I feel like that's enough, though. Satan drinks the blood, and then he goes over, because, like, you know, after you've had after you've had a little drink, you're ready to... You're ready to go. Yeah. And, and he's ready to go. So he goes over, and then the ending is implied that Satan's about to put a baby into this woman. Um... And that's that's where it that's ends. It. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's the whole short and sweet. Yep, it's what ten nine, minutes, nine Yeah, like ten minutes and change. Something right. Like that. Um, it's 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 good. I like it. I actually like this version of it more than I like the other version because the other version is a lot more clean and you see a lot more of the edges. And I thought that the the effect was better. Well, I also I also just liked I liked how short and simple it was. It was it was this woman who has this freaky encounter with this clown she's abducted she ends up in these tunnels next thing you know she's about to be you know she's about to have satan having his way with her and that's it yeah that's really all you need i did like i didn't i didn't really like all the additional stuff with uh kristen and sarah (laughs) kristen and sarah in the tunnels oh yeah down uh, like they get down, she gets down there in the. Well, you're talking about All Hallows Eve. Now I'm talking about All Hallows Eve, so we yeah. won't jump ahead too far, but we'll get to that. I I didn't I didn't like all of that extra footage. I thought that it I I I did think that it bridged some gaps a little bit more, but other than that, though, I agree it's not completely necessary. Right. Um. So the ninth circle is in reference to Dante. Obviously, the ninth circle in Dante's Inferno is hell. So that's basically where she was at. She was in hell. That's the, the what is implied at least. But I don't I, the ninth the actual ninth circle of hell, which is um, I don't really remember 
at one point in time I did a deep dive on this. But I the the ninth circle the ninth circle of hell is not like the scariest one. It's not this with like all the demons running around and stuff like that. Like the like the areas where you would have your skin peeled off by demons and stuff was like mm-hmm. the sixth circle of hell. The ninth circle of hell was reserved for like tax men and stuff like that. Oh, you and it was fucked it up. I think the night, if I'm remembering correctly, I could I could be wrong about this. Offset, this might be a correction for next week, but I think the ninth circle of hell is literally just, uh, it's so it like just howling winds, and the winds are so strong that they pick you up and they just toss you around, and that's the ninth circle. That of just hell. sounds fun. I know it sounds pretty dope to me. Let's It'd be go. like being one of those wind tunnels, you know? Yeah. Like skydiving without the actual skydiving. I could, I could, do, like I could do that why for is, eternity. I'd be flipping around. I'd be having this. a good time. <laughs> well, anyway, though, that's apparently where the title came from. Um, yeah, of course. You know, uh, Art the Clown, who is, you know, the, the mainstay of this entire series, um, in this movie, like I said, he wasn't really a focus. He was just a character that Damien Leone had thought up, and that was it. Um, in Terrifier, the next short is when kind of more of Art's... Um, what like his uh his his what he uh what he's known for his, his attributes MO. his mo yeah, yeah becomes a lot more fleshed out in the next short film right but uh but back then though you know they released this and I guess the back the the, the feedback that he had gotten after he released it was basically it's like you need to do more with that clown that clown everything else is great but that clown's fucking awesome like it's so creepy and this and that yeah and that's, and that's a good note because I, he he obviously is the standout. Oh yeah. When you watch the Ninth Circle, it's like once she gets and I I didn't know what I was getting into with the Ninth Circle. Same, you know, same. all I knew about the Terrifier series was Art the Clown. And so watching him in the opening and you're like, "Ha, ah, man, that's cool." It's like he's so creepy and he's the fact that he, you know, like he does his laugh, but he's never actually laughing. He's always yeah. completely silent. Like everything about him is so creepy and it's such a good character. And then she gets down into the tunnels, and you never see him again. It's like, whoa, yeah, because he wasn't he wasn't a main he wasn't a stable character at that point, right. you know. Right. Um, I do like how, and I guess this is more in, I, it's in this one too, but I guess Art was was conceptualized as the anti Pennywise. So like Pennywise was bright and colorful. Art is black and white. Pennywise spoke a lot. Art is silent. Pennywise. Would use, didn't use weapons at all outside of, you know, his own hands or whatever, you know, or whatever magical, mysterious things he could use. Art will use anything he can get his hands on, like a gun gun, or knives or whatever. Like it's the anti Pennywise, but there are a lot of similarities between them. You know, in this one, you had Art's eyes glowing at one point in time, which could be very similar to the deadlights. Sure. You have in, in the next short, there's a scene where Pennywise is on the side of the road with a sign that says circus and Pen or, or Art's on the side of the road with a sign that says circus. And Pennywise does the same thing when a car is driving down in the original nineties movie where he's on the side of the road trying to get picked up like, like a hitchhiker. And like, and he's in multiple places. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, there's a lot of similars and it's impossible to not draw parallels. Sure. And I think that was absolutely intentional. Um, you know, it's based off of, yeah, I don't think that you can make a unless it's something like uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Like, I don't. Which is a completely different. Yeah. Right. I don't think you can. I don't think you can make a scary clown movie without drawing some sort of reference to. Yeah. 
Uh, may, uh, no, I might be wrong about that. Because then there, you have a movie like Stitches, which was yeah. it was literally just a dude who lost his mind and started killing people. But evil clown. Yeah. Like evil clown. Like I um I, I I've watched. <laughs> I would say for better or for worse. That's mostly for worse. But I have watched the entire <laughs> Killjoy series. <laughs> Those one of them, like such shit. one of them was great. Was it? One of them was great. Was it uh, the first one? Or no, it was the third one. Really? Where he's on trial. Yeah, it's he's, uh, on, he's, trial? A, he's on trial in hell. Yeah. Oh. Um, but oh. Even, but yeah. even that though is, it's still very Pennywise ish. Like it's a different take on the character, and there's not too many parallels, but but there is at the same time. Sure. You know, it's 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 interesting. Um, well, and he's a shapeshifter and stuff like that, right? Yep. So, okay, so the Ninth Circle was a, a good first effort. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. From there, we got to uh, 2011 when they finally made Terrifier. Which we can actually, unless you have tidbits of information about this one, we can pretty much blend this into All Hallows' Eve because they showed the entire short of Terrifier in All Hallows' Eve. Well, they showed the entire short of Ninth Circle as well, but there was just more to There's it. There's more to it, yeah. Which, you know, I don't... Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, after witnessing a brutal murder on Halloween night, a young woman becomes the next target of a mani- m- maniacal, there we go, uh, entity known as Art the Clown. Uh, once again, Michael uh, Giannelli's back as Art the Clown. Um, and uh, I, this one right off the bat, it, like, it starts off with the brutality, and it just keeps going. Yeah. And I loved every bit of it. When I was watching the short, I was like, this is brutality for the sake of brutality. Mm-hmm. There's no, and that's kind of what I love about Art the Clown. Like, there's, there's no rhyme or reason. It's very, it's actually very Michael Myers ish. You don't know why he's doing what he's doing. If he's even a he, you don't know anything about even, his. Even anything. more demented though. Yeah, because he's just he's delighting in carnage. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like at least with Michael Myers, Michael Myers isn't excessive really. Like he goes in, he gets his kill, and then he and then he's and then he's done, right? Well, but, I don't know. Have you seen the best Halloween, Halloween six? It's pretty excessive <laughs> to me. But Art the Clown kills people and then gets immense joy out of it. Mutilates their bodies. And he laughs about it and <laughs> And he tortures them like the, the, the girl at the end of this one. I we'll get to it in a second, but like he's he's taking his time with her, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like there's no <laughs> He's not. He's not just getting to the kill and then leaving it. It's he's he's taking his time. Oh yeah, he's getting. He's real... creating a masterpiece. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he takes great pleasure in doing so. Yeah. Uh, but this movie though, uh, the the quality of it was way better right off the bat. You oh, could yeah. tell. You could tell he tried to make it look like a seventies kind of like. It was very grindhouse. Very grindhouse sort of, looking. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but the acting was a little bit better. The not all of it was great. The girl was still a bit wooden. The acting in in the ninth circle was pretty pitiful but it's also not made with real actors you know like it was it was what it was uh this movie's a little bit more of the same it's better but it's still a little wooden um yeah she got i I felt like she got better as the as it like like as the short wore on yeah like the more distressed she was the the better her acting seemed to be gonna say the hotter she was (laughs) Well, that's just, <laughs> that's just how that's how it goes. So this girl goes up to a service station to get gas. Um, and as she pulls up, she's trying to find the attendant, and the attendant is kicking out Art the Clown for pissing all over the place and wiping his shit on the walls. Hmm. You know, 
That's what I do on a Friday yeah, night. Yeah, typical, yeah. Cl- typical clown stuff. Typical clown. Tonk, <laughs> tonk. Um, so he's kicking him out or whatever. Art sees the girl, and you know from that point, like, it's over for her. Doesn't matter how he's going to get her, it's over. Yeah. Um, so the, he goes back inside, uh, and she doesn't know where he is after a certain bit, uh, bit of time. So she walks into the into the building and finds opens a door and finds the attendant being hacked to pieces with a hacksaw, mm-hmm. and Art the Clown is just... Just covered have, in blood and just having a good old oh, time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and from that point on, you know, she freaks out and runs away, and, and it's on at that point. And Art dies like, like not dies. He like it's weird. Like he'll appear and then she'll pass by him, and then he'll be up ahead already. Like yeah. he's like 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 he can time travel or something or or, or yeah. I don't know. It's weird. He's definitely. I don't know. I haven't seen Terrifier 1.0 or the second Terrifier movie yet. I, I don't know if there's more expose on him, but he's obviously not human. I don't think there is expose. Like, there's just not. Like, there's some scenes which I know... Is, which is fine. Yeah, it's great. But there's some scenes I know that, that lean more into him being human because you can show him putting makeup on. I've just seen that tidbit before. Oh, you have? And I know that there... But then there's other things that make him... Like, he doesn't die. He can get stabbed in the back and then get up, and he can't die. Or he can show up, you know, like, we'll get into it later, but he can show up in a video... And seemingly be behind somebody. What and not, are yeah. the rules? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. In yeah. a movie like this, the less I know about the rules, the more I like it. Yeah, the scarier it is. Doesn't matter. Plus, it op- it keeps the playing field open for the character. Right. Like if he can do this, well then yeah, he can do that too. Right. And it's there's there's so much creativity that you can do within that sphere. Right. That is is awesome for a character like this. And it's funny too because it creates this. like weird funny juxtaposition between he's doing these things that defy all logic but at the same time he will resort to driving up next to you in a car and shooting you in the head yeah it's like (laughs) it's like it's like the best of every world right (laughs) uh he's a monster he's human he's everything right it's great um i i love the fact that like i mentioned before it's brutality for the sake of brutality it's i i was when i was watching this it dawned on me i'm like this is the truest like return like exploitation return to form that i've seen in a long time it is it's just exploitative of violence and gore and that is it and that's all he's trying to do and it works yep. so damn well and damien leone is so good at special effects yeah like everything was great i know that he put this stuff together himself like it was all shoestring right. these didn't cost much of anything right i think he said the the original Terrifier short was like, oh, fuck. I know the first Terrifier movie, which we'll get into in a week or so. You talking budget? Like the budget of the IMDb is wrong because he talked about it on the Movie Crypt podcast I was listening to today. Mm-hmm. He did the first Terrifier movie for roughly $50,000, he said. The 100000 or whatever it is that they have on IMDb is not correct. Okay. So he said it's more like fifty. So when he did this tire terrifier short, I think he, I want to say he said he did it for like ten grand or something like that. Well, I think the super uh, cheap. I think the so you said you said fifty thousand for uh, which one? For the the first full length movie. For okay, yeah. When they, I I think the reason it probably says a hundred k on uh, IMDb is because they so he might have made the movie for fifty k, but then. IMDb also factors in all the marketing and stuff too. Well, there wasn't much. There wasn't there had much to be, marketing. There had to be for some it. marketing, which there, which might have added up to another 
50k that's typically maybe, the way maybe. movie budgets work is like you know they say if they made uh uh avengers endgame for 300 million that sure. means they also spent another 300 million on marketing so and that's why they say like a, a movie like endgame needs to make roughly a billion to, sure. to even break even because there's 300 million well, I, I don't think a billion would be breaking even <laughs> 300 million for the budget Another three hundred million. For, well, I, I I guess not to break even, but yeah, to make a yeah. decent pro- profit. Yeah, three hundred million for the budget. Three hundred million on marketing. That's six hundred million. So you want to you know make another. Well, yeah, you yeah, want to make yeah. another three hundred million on top of that to. Well, so, sure. So sure. IMDb might f- factor in whatever marketing. Maybe I just they know that too. I just know that he said because I know that fifty k was and we're talking about the wrong movie here, but I know that fifty k though was all post production and everything. Sure. So. Take that for what it is. Sure. Uh, anyway, though, so this one was made though for way, way cheaper than that, but it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Like he's because he does everything himself. It's like he knows exactly what to shoot, what to waste, what not to waste. Like he's there's there's a real there's a real like. And he also edited edited it. He edited all, it too. Yeah. Himself yeah. Too. So like it's there's a real advantage to doing all that yourself. Right. Um. And yeah, I thought I just thought this was was so was so good. They're they're really really really. Um, inventive weapon at the end. It's like a bull rope that has like a bunch of different ends on it, but rather just be like the end of a typical bull whip. It's like it's got like a meat cleaver on the end of it. It's a got syringe, a, a syringe. A There's scalpel. blades, scalpel, yeah. and he's just like beating the shit out of the girl with it at the end. And it's like I've never seen anything like that. It's mm-hmm. so it's so creative. It's so good. Uh, and then so she ends up getting caught. Of course she does, and uh, she wakes up under the lights of like a sur- like a surgical light. And Art's laughing, and then she's looking around, and she's seeing all these tools with hunks of flesh hanging off them and everything. And then you see all the words that are carved into her skin, like, you know, cunt and slut and all this, which that was the one part of it that I thought was like, nah, like, I, I can do it. That seemed dumb. Like, yeah. why carve anything into her? Into her? It was done for shock. I get that. Yeah, but like, right. Why? Yeah. But the real shock is when they, they zoom out, and she is she is just a... a a potato she's, she's at full this on point. she's full on barbied <laughs> like yeah he's cut off her all all of her, all limbs. Of her limbs he's like he sliced so, off her boobs yeah so sewed, uh, sewed everything shut yep if yep. you know what i mean and like at least he was nice and sewed up her wounds right yeah <laughs> didn't let her bleed out that's yeah nice i guess if you're th- thinking about it from one but that's kind of what i was saying earlier like he just delights in in this kind of carnage like this kind of carnage and he doesn't he doesn't plan on killing her right away. No. Like it's all just about the suffering which he likes which is which it. makes it that much more uh disturbing, you know. Yep. So I so I got done with this one and I was like this is awesome. Like this is exactly the kind of movie that I feel like I would make if I had the money to make it. Sure. Right? Like this is it's just a showcase of all the juicy bits and that's it. You right. know, like it, it there's doesn't doesn't need a deep seated meaning behind it. Doesn't need anything. It just it is what it is. It's just twenty minutes of go <laughs> go go go, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fantastic. So what happened was after Terrifier was released, he put it on YouTube. And within like a matter of weeks, he got upwards of like 150,000 plays on it. Mm-hmm. Which back then in 2011, that was a lot for YouTube. Right. There was a guy that was producing a an anthology movie who came across Terrifier on YouTube and reached out to Leon 
and was like, I want to use this for the short film or mm-hmm. for the, the anthology movie. Right. Uh, uh, Damien then, uh, Damien Leone then convinced him to, instead of using other filmmakers stuff as well, to just let him be the focus of the entire anthology mm-hmm. using the ninth circle terrifier and then some new footage. Mm-hmm. And that's what they ended up doing. And that's basically what all Hallows Eve became. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was those, those two shorts with a wraparound story and then a third story. So you open up on All Hallows Eve now from uh, 2013. And uh, a babysitter finds a VHS tape which features various sinister murders performed by a psychotic clown. So the first one, um, the wraparound story is you have this babysitter who I could have sworn was Christina Klebe. She looked exactly like Klebe until I realized that oh, she the, wasn't. the babysitter? Yeah. Uh yeah, she okay. Maybe that's what it was because I kept looking at her and being like, "This girl seems so familiar." Yep, and it's probably because she looked like her. Yeah, yeah. I I actually had to look it up to see if it, was she just younger, like was she whatever. Was that uh, was that Sarah? That was Sarah, I believe. Yeah. No, oh no, Sarah. No, no. Sarah was one of the girls down the tunnel. What was the uh, babysitter's name? Uh, I. Do you that's remember? A good question. Tia and Timmy were the kids. The kids. Right? Yep. Yep. Um, Kristen. No, no, it was Sarah. Sarah was there's two Sarahs. There's two Sarahs, yep, yeah. Yep. Right. So um so yeah, it wasn't Clee, but she looked a lot like her. Um so they're 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 going through the Halloween candy, the a VHS tape falls out, which I totally want to do this now. I just want to drop a random I was thinking the same a thing. random <laughs> tape into a kid's bag. Yeah. But I'm not putting anything, you know, awful on it, but I just think it'd be funny. But um so the kids bag, bag, bag to watch this tape and she's like no i can't do that you don't know what's on it and the kids are like we've seen way worse on the internet i'm thinking to myself it's that's so true probably that it, it hurts my heart a yeah, little it's bit awful. these kids are fucked up before they're like 10 years old yeah my kids my kids bizarre. aren't gonna have phones for a long time <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> but um anyway though they uh they end up talking her into putting it on and <laughs> In my opinion, they watch it way too long before she turns it off the first time. <laughs> but they, they, they let she lets these kids watch a baby get ripped out of another woman's body before she goes. Okay, now it's enough. And, like, t- and Timmy's into it too. Oh yeah, he is. He's like, he's yeah, like, he's, he's gonna be a fucking serial killer. One oh day. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, not anymore. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there though. Spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah. So they, so they watch this or whatever, and they watch the the ninth circle is the first short film in it and um what we were talking about before was that there's more footage in this version of the ninth circle it's probably closer to like 15 16 minutes as opposed to like 10 right and basically what they added was a bunch more footage with two extra characters once um the uh the character of sarah gets or no no, not sarah i don't remember whatever whatever her name was. was whatever the girl in the bus station when she gets abducted by Art the Clown, when she first wakes up, and Casey, she's, Casey, when yeah. she's chained up, there's two other people down there, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the one woman, and she's like looking at she's looking at Casey, and there's another girl that's like kind of crying in her shoulder. I'm thinking that must be her daughter or something like that, like a younger a younger girl. Mm-hmm. Well, she gets up; she's almost older than <laughs> the girl she was crying into. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't expect that at all. Like, <laughs> I I don't know why I expected somebody younger, but. <laughs> I just just did um, looked like it from the back at least, um, but yeah. So those two characters though are new, and it's basically like, well, we've seen somebody else get dragged out of here. You know, we all we can do is is wait wait here until someone comes to rescue us. And Casey's smart enough to know like, well, no, we're gonna die if that happens. 
and they kind of fight their way through. It doesn't end up doing any, any good for any of them because they all die. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so there's there is added footage, makes it a little longer. I actually didn't mind the added footage. I thought that it kind of padded it out a little bit more. It didn't bother me. I I, I guess that's my problem. It, it was just padding. It didn't. It, it didn't, was like the whole was. her interactions with the other two girls down in the tunnels seemed like it was. It, it was fine. It's not like I was mad that it was there. It just didn't seem that necessary. I, I also liked how when they were playing the first short film, a lot of times in anthology movies, once the short starts playing, that's it. You don't go back to the wraparound story at all until it's over. Right. I liked how they intercut. And for actually for a little bit of the beginning of this, they literally showed you watching it on the TV screen. It didn't right. even take up the whole screen. Right. And I'm like, that's actually kind of cool, kind of a cool way to do it. You yeah. know, they frame it to where you see it's most of the screen, but you still see like the the outline of the TV and stuff, and it cuts back to them actually watching like it. Reacting to it. And yeah, stuff, and, yeah. And I'm like, that's a really interesting way to do this. As as the movie went on, they did that less and less and less. But in the beginning, though, I'm like, I if they had done that throughout the entire movie, I, I thought that was a really cool touch that I've never seen other anthology movies really do all that much. I think it's I think it. I think it's cool to start that way and then work more into, uh, you know, the way they did. Like work more into like the more you watch, the more invested you're getting into the stories. That's true too. You know. Yeah. Um. So the yeah. So the the first one they watch is the Ninth Circle. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's basically the exact same thing as the Ninth Circle except there's for more the gore. Little there's, bit of added footage. There's more gore too though. Like the mutant man cuts off Kristen's hands. You don't yeah. see that in the original. Right. That looked gnarly and awesome. Yeah. Um and that's why I was wondering if if maybe that was footage they shot beforehand. Well but, no because so for the character of Casey, hers says I archive footage. Yeah. Whereas the characters of Sarah and Kristen yeah, do that's not true. say archive footage. That's next true. To them. Yeah. So I think that was all reach, you know, like yeah. additional footage that they shot specific, specifically for this movie. I think you're absolutely right. I will say too, the the lo-fi version of this movie that we watched on YouTube, the baby getting cut out scene looks way better in lo-fi. Mm. In more high def, not high def, but better quality. It's it's so very obviously like a latex balloon with a baby doll being pulled out. <laughs> right. Like it, that didn't really help that effect very much. Um, but hey, this was his first original thing. It yeah. still looks pretty good yeah, for what absolutely. it is. But um, but yeah. So then we go back to the the wraparound story. It's the wraparound story is okay. It was serviceable. Like it didn't really do much for me. Honestly, it got, it got pretty cool toward the end. It got really cool towards the end. I agree. Um, but like the middle part of it though, I'm just kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah, the, I'm, and that's, that's pretty typical for wraparound stories. Like the wraparound <laughs> stories are usually less, you know, they're less intense than the actual anthology stories because every, the wraparound story is almost supposed to give a feeling of comfort amidst, yeah. amidst the, the horror of the other stories, you know what I mean? I think we knew, though, pretty early on that the wraparound story was going to have its own set of circumstances. Sure. And I thought they could have just built it up a little bit better. Um, And that goes into the second short, and I really did not like the second short in this. I thought it was hokey and lame. and like, liked, Hokey can be good sometimes. This wasn't good hokey. I liked the idea of the second short. Yeah. The execution was not a great. little wonked out i do know that the alien so this was like this was an alien tale yeah had nothing to do with art with except for one little thing at the very end which i was a little bit confused by you have this the wraparound story 
and the two other shorts that are all about art, right? Mm-hmm. It was mostly about art. Why would you then make a new a new short to stick in the middle and have art be basically not in it at all and have some random alien abduction story? But art was present in the fact that the husband... So you, you basically have a husband and a wife who have moved out of the city out into the sticks and they're loving it so far and the husband is an artist and his wife is home alone and she's talking on the phone with her friend uh talking about how oh we love it out here it's so amazing uh you know um what was his name johnny or bob or i think it was john um uh it's so amazing out here like he's able to get so much work done and blah 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 and she says oh i wish i wish uh her, her friend says, oh, maybe I need to buy one of his pieces. And she's like, well, I'd wish you'd buy his most recent piece because it's freaking me out. Sure. And she says, it's just this face. Like, it's this... He said he woke up one night from a nightmare and he had this face <laughs> in his head and he he doesn't even remember painting it, but the next morning he woke up and there's this awful painting of this face. Mm-hmm. And it's under a sheet. She put a sheet over it because she can't stand to look at it. I you, a, you obviously know what it is. I had a feeling what it was, yeah. Right. Yeah. So then the rest of the story just moves on. Like she's she's just going about her business in the in the house and then all of a sudden she hears these noises and then she sees a flashing outside and she thinks like a meteor has hit outside their house. And basically what happens from then on out <laughs> is uh she hears stuff in the house and it turns out there's an alien in the house and it becomes kind of a cat and mouse thing between her and the alien. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can't get a hold of her husband and her car won't work. None of the electronics in the house are working or anything like that. And it was it was weird because you knew that they were working their way up to uh, pulling that sheet off of that painting. And I, I assumed it was going to be a picture of art underneath, but right? But the rest of the story had nothing to do with it. Exactly. At so all. it's So it's like, I guess it was kind of... It made me think like art himself is a uh, is a this masochistic killer, but it made it made you wonder too. Is it is he also just like is it is it a a demon? Is it like a, well in the a, in the a, first short is he like a harbinger of doom? Like just wherever he's present, something bad is gonna happen, even yep. if it's just a picture or a dream or something like that. You know. Yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder what the connection is there. Like yeah, was I, it was was that painting of him, you know, uh some sort of was it spelling out some sort of on uh, you know, oncoming doom for these people? I have a theory. But that seems kind of chintzy, right? Yeah, I have a theory. I don't think I don't think there's any thought put into it. <laughs> I I think that I think that Damien Leone just had an idea for this like alien cat and mouse game around the house. And he wanted to make it, and they were going to add art in to fit the rest of the story, and that was it. Right. I don't. I think. I think that if you're trying to find deeper meaning into this, you're wasting your time. It's my opinion. You're probably right. Uh, I know that the alien itself. But that's, but that's what we do. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I know that the alien itself was supposed to be a puppet. It was supposed to be like a mechanical puppet thingy, and it didn't work. So they had to then make the alien a guy in a suit. Which really? Oh, it was literally gonna. It was. Yeah, it was oh, supposed I... to be some sort of like a like a like a fake 
like puppet alien thing. Oh, practical, practical alien. Interesting. And but the it just the alien looks so stupid. Like it's like the the weird Muppet predator version of an alien. It was kind I, of I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. There was there was a part of me where I was like, it's kind of cool because there's this idea of what a gray looks like, right? Mm-hmm. With the the blank face and the big eyes, and the idea that uh, that's just a mask that it's wearing. That's like a breathing apparatus, and that's just what it looks like. There was another movie that did that though. What yeah, was that? Um, there was another movie where the grays, their like very typical looking gray face was actually yeah, just a mask that? that they were wearing. <clears throat> Do you remember that? that? Yeah. It wasn't uh, Fire in the Sky, was it? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I know I've seen what but you're talking about. But, but yeah. That is, yeah. A, that is a thing. So I kind of like that idea of it just being like a, you know, like a but mask they, and that's they, why they all look the same. But, but they walk around the house doing doing this. Yeah, that like, was <laughs> that The was wacky weird. waving inflatable wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man yeah that guy yeah like he was he was waving his arms almost like he was underwater and i just hokey and i kept trying i don't know i kept trying to justify it i was like well you know who are we to say what aliens will move like just because you know just because it might have the build of a human being why does that mean that it has to move like a human being it is a it is a creature from another part of the universe so that is true maybe it's normal for them to move like that i mean look how squids move they're aliens look how squids move they're aliens um so there was a part of me that was trying to justify that and be like well maybe that's maybe he moves his arms around like that because they uh they sense their environment by like moving their arms around and like using sure like little little nerve endings in their hands to like sense their environment better but then i was also like even if i'm trying to justify the way this thing is moving it still looks stupid yeah <laughs> it's yeah, still it's it's it just whatever they were it, going it looked for like he was doing that move where you do the like the the little wave with your arms and it's like that yeah, just it, it looks dumb. Whatever they were it's going for, it it didn't work. Yeah, and honestly, like so I thought, this short sucked. I was just waiting for it to be over. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. It, real it wasn't. It, it wasn't good. Um. So then you go back to the wraparound story. The kids are now terrified. Oh, so sorry, by just to add. So at the end of the movie, the oh, alien yeah. grabs her by the ankle and he's pulling her out of the house, and she grabs onto the sheet. Which holds on really well. It does because that fucking alien pulls her for like for like thirty seconds before the sheet finally comes off, and then it's a picture of Art's face. That's the only reference, and that's to the Art. only reference yeah, to it, Art in this entire short. So Art draws in aliens, I guess. Yeah, is that what we're expecting? Or like, like, or like I said, he's like a harbinger of doom. That's what I'm in saying some way, like, or... if you're trying to draw too many parallels, I think you're just wasting your time. Right. I don't. I don't think it was thought out. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be curious to know more about it. But So at this point in time, the kids are scared to death. They've gone to bed. Uh, they went to bed after the first short, so the, the babysitter is just watching the second and third one on her own now. Kids are upstairs in bed. They're, the, the daughter's all freaked out from the clown or whatever. She thinks that she hears something in her bedroom, right. which we all know what that is. Sure. Uh, but then the babysitter also hears something upstairs. And when she goes up, and I thought this part was creepy, she goes up to check on the kids. And she sees the son moving around. She's like, I heard you moving up here. Go to bed, blah, blah. And he's like, we're not doing anything. And so you'd, you know, we'd go to bed a lot faster if you'd stop che- opening the door and checking in on us. And now she knows it wasn't her. 
Right. And so that like that part was kind of like, oh shit. Like it was that was kind of creepy. Right. Um, but then she just goes back downstairs and continues watching the movie. Like, yeah, she heard something. The kids obviously heard something. She not only heard something, she saw a face. Yeah. There's a face like peeking around the corner and she saw it move behind the corner. Yeah. Like, and the kids said he wasn't, and the kids were obviously sleeping. It's like, ah, it's fine. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and Worst she just, babysitter She ever. just thinks she's letting her nerves get to her, because at one point she goes to look out the window, and a kid throws an egg at the window or something yeah. like that. And so she thinks just the combination of watching scary movies and drinking wine and being up late is just messing with her head. Um. So then she goes back downstairs, and she's scared. She doesn't want to watch the rest of the movie. But she's like, yeah, I'm going to let this, like, I, I got the kids upstairs too scared to sleep in their own rooms. Like, am I really going to let my fear control me? So she's like, no, fuck that. So she turns the tape on one more I'm time. I'm a bad bitch. I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> and so she turns the tape on one more time. And this is where we get the... Terrifier short. Terrifier Which short was, in its entirety. In its entirety, nothing added. It's it's the same thing. Right. Uh, so Which we've already talked about that. Added. No, it was, it's a great short. Yeah. Now, what I loved about this is they really, really start to intertwine the stories at the end here. Yeah. And I, th- and I thought it was absolutely fucking great. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I, I If they, if they would have just cut out that middle short, condense the time between short one and two a little bit to make a little bit more sense, this would have been a great movie. Uh-huh. That, that middle short really, really, really drew the took whole thing the, down took the wind out of the sails a it bit, did yeah so what happens is she's watching the terrifier short and at the end of terrifier um oh god how did they do this at the end of the terrifier uh or end of terrifier there's the girl is in the car and she makes a phone call to the cops after she leaves the gas station and, right and she's like there's there's been a murder somebody help me and blah blah, blah and this and that and after the terrifier short is over with the babysitter Here's all. Here's the phone ring, and she goes to pick up the phone, and she's. It's a phone call from the girl. The girl in the, in the car. Yeah. And I'm like, I got like goosebumps. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, they're doing this with it. I'm like, yeah. this is fucking cool. And once again, there are no rules. It doesn't matter how this is happening. Right. It just is, and it's creepy. It also sidebar made me think. Going back to what you said earlier about like, I want to do that. I want to drop a random VHS into some kid's uh, treat bag. It made me think about, I knew obviously what we were getting into with this movie. This is all very real and it's all happening, but how how great of a prank would that be? Great. To where, to where you get the people to watch the movie and then you, and then you call the home line, you call the landline, which nobody has anymore. We got to figure out who to do this to. Uh, well, I would do it to you if you hadn't watched this movie already, because <laughs> you'd be the well, only, you'd be the only one who would. You tr- already. You'd be the only one who would buy into it, and you'd be the only one who would appreciate it after you realized that it was just a prank. I was gonna say though, you already kind of did the as much as we hated it. That second story reminded me so much of your alien lights the flashing alien around the prank. house. I was like, there, there. This, this is just the movie version of that night. Yep. Just way worse. Yep. <laughs> But it'd be amazing to it be able be. to pull that off. Oh, fucking Brian. We should oh. do it to Brian. <laughs> Done. Um, he wouldn't even answer the phone. He's too lazy. It's true. It's true. Um, so they do that. So they do that. And so she's, she's, she's hearing that. She hangs up the phone, which is why the phone gets hung up in the short film as well. Right. Because everything's connected now. And um, the, 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 the ending, how do they do it next? The, there's an ending bumper to the movie. 
Well, she walks. She she walks. Uh, she walks back out into the living room, and the TV has popped back on, and it's one last short, and it's just you see this just like disgusting looking room, like a boiler room mm-hmm. or something, and then all of a sudden you see Art pop out from behind a uh, like one of the the posts in the ground, and he starts to walk toward the TV screen. And he gets up to the TV screen and he puts his hands on the screen and he knocks on it and then he looks directly at her. Yeah, and like smiles. he's inside the TV right. on the backside of the glass. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it cuts from the shot of him inside this boiler room to yeah. to a shot of the babysitter. So now she's looking at herself on the TV screen. Yep, and she sees Art sitting on the couch behind her. It, that was such a cool way they did that. It was really cool. Like you only see him in the TV screen, not in real right. life. Right. Every time she looks at the TV screen, <clears throat> TV screen, Art is sitting on the couch behind her. And then every time she turns around, he's not there. And then he gets up and is walking slowly toward her on the TV screen. And she just keeps looking back and forth. And it gets to the point where he's about to grab her around the neck. And she finally... Gets the TV turned off. She breaks the tape. The tape ejects. Yeah. She, she oh, the, the tape. Tape yep. ejects, and she breaks the tape, and she thinks it's all over, and then she goes to walk up the stairs, and then all of a sudden, the 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 screen turns into that almost like grindhouse look. Yeah, it's it's the and same now, effect they use on the Terrifier short. Right. So so the wraparound story became a continuation of Terrifier. Right. So now she's in one of the shorts. Yeah. And she looks up and. All of a sudden, Art pops out of the kid's bedroom. He's just laughing, having a good old time. She hears the kids screaming upstairs, so she goes to walk up the stairs. It turns into the short film, grainy kind of look. And then he pops out, and he's laughing, and he's pointing back into the room like, (laughs) (laughs) And then she, what does she do? She She opens the door. She closes her eyes, and then opens her eyes back up, and he's gone. And then she walks up into the room, and both of the kids' decapitated heads are sitting on the bed. And then that's that's it. it. That's it. It's so good. It's like, I love the fact... Killing the kids was the right idea. Because if you're really trying to sell art on being this just maniacal, absolutely no, no barrier killer clown he breaks the rules yeah you know you ki- like kill even, the fucking kids yeah like, like even within slasher movies and horror movies like there's always there's the rules you don't you don't kill the dogs or the pets mm-hmm. you don't kill the kids but he does whatever the hell he wants and, and like i said this is a it's it's exploitation it's a great this is one of the best examples of just straight up like grindhousey exploitation yeah like back in the day you would see these movies where it was just it was brutality like just the most brutal things you'd ever see for the sake of it you know like the old cannibal movies look at the movies like last house on the left you know it's like they're just like gross and 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 awful and that's exactly what this is yeah just happens to be a killer clown instead of cannibals or instead of rapists or whatever you know and it's great and um so this is really (coughs) i i loved um, all Halsey. I really did. I thought yeah, it was, I, I thought too. it was great. It, the The middle really sucked the life out of yeah, it. Yeah, the, the alien short could be taken out, and it would be a much better movie. It came back so strong though, and it needed to to get me back into it, but it really did. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, I was like, I'm fucking sold, and I cannot wait to watch the Terrifier, Terrifier, movie. and Terrifier too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely cannot wait. Um, I know that um, they obviously for the next movies they recast uh, Art. 
So the right. guy that played Mike uh, Giolani, um, Mike Ginelli, or Ginelli. He um he wasn't an actor. Like I guess what happened was is Damien Leone, he was just one of his friends. And he's like, Hey, I got this character in this short that I'm making in the sixth uh, or the ninth circle. Will you put the, you know, put this on and uh, just act like a clown? No, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then That's, he's like he's like, Oh, I gotta make this again. So so his friend did it again. And then there was like ten years between Terrifier and Terrifier, Terrifier the movie. The yeah. movie yeah. And I guess he like begged him to 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 do it and he had like put on a bunch of weight at that point he's like well art to me was always a really tall really skinny character it's more terrifying that way yeah so he's like i was like okay man it was only only five years by the way well between between terrifier between the terrifier short oh between all hallows eve all hallows eve was uh 2013 and the first terrifier movie was 2016 okay well so it's only three years regardless he had put on some weight or whatever he's like we gotta he's like i'm gonna go i'll go to the gym with you whatever we'll get you in shape we gotta do this and uh you know this this guy had a whole nother life he wasn't an actor and begged as he he will he wouldn't do it so uh he had to go back to the drawing board found a new guy (coughs) take over art which ended up being a blessing in disguise because the new guy is uh, as as Damien Leone describes him, he goes, he's a Looney Tunes, like Jim Carrey type, funny comedic actor mm-hmm. that plays Art the Clown now. But and- but to give Mike Ginelli his propers, like for not being an actor, he's great. He's so expressive. Oh yeah, and and so creepy as Art the Clown. Like I yeah. thought he for for a dude who's not an actor, he did an amazing job. I, I agree a thousand percent. And I can see why he espe- would want him to continue. Especially in a non-speaking role, being able to be like creepy and intimidating without actually saying anything. Yeah. That's, that's saying a lot. You know? I agree. Um, but I yeah, agree. The, I mean, I've, I've, I've obviously seen bits and pieces of the terrifier movies and the new guy, I can't remember his name. Howard but, something or something. Um, Howard. I know Howard's in the name. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's amazing. He's so so. These movies, though, uh, the shorts and then All Hallows Eve, like this is just a taste of what is to come. But I kind of feel like I have a, a much stronger appreciation for the character going into the actual movies now. Yeah, so I'm happy we did these first, right? Instead of like doing it the the opposite way. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so we're not going to get to those next week. We might put a week in between, do something different next week, and then yeah. we'll go back to it. Yeah. But uh, I am excited to check out the next ones. Yeah. Very excited. I think we should do something new for next week. I think so, too. What do you think? Yeah. What I don't do you, know what. What do you think about... I'll just I'll throw something out there. How about Talk To Me? Is that streaming anywhere? I believe so. I think it's as of rate, I, as of uh, last week, I believe it is. Okay. I'll have to check on that. If not, we won't be doing it. <laughs> But uh, so let's just leave it at we'll be doing something new next week. Yeah, something new, something old, something blue, something gold. Is that, yes. how, is that how the saying goes? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay, done. Yeah, done. Um, cool. Well, that's it for the ninth circle, Terrifier point five, and All Hallows Eve. That's it. Uh, yeah, that was a fun one. It was fun. Um, we will be back with whatever we're back with next week. Who knows? Oh, I didn't get my uh, my bingo ball of doom. Oh, no. Uh, I'll have to get it for next week. Come on, man. Um, yeah, that's it. 
Cool. Michael? James. Uh, if you want to find us before next week, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, check all of our socials. I've been uh, trying to keep up better with doing more social posts lately. Uh, I got back into doing our Did You Know series, which is a little fun, uh, little trivia things from the movies we watch every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, James has been posting uh, the beer cans every week. Yeah, absolutely. I've been doing a really good job of that. Bang up job of that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check the socials though. We're we're trying to get back into the swing of things and do some more stuff after our uh, year of craziness has been over. Um, but uh, yeah, check us out. And uh, this week, I want you to go to the circus if it's in town and mm-hmm. go find one of the clowns. Tell them to listen to us. Yeah, that's your homework. And then run, run, run. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week, James, Michael. It's been fun. Cheers, bud. Have a good night. See you. <laughs>